I try to specialize more in helping people get started with real estate because that was definitely one of the barriers I struggled the most when I got started. Right. Um, and it's kind of that analysis paralysis at this point. There's just way too much information oh, yeah. out there. There's too right. many, you know, so-called gurus and all these people, especially on social media that everybody claims to be, you know, oh, look at real estate. Look how easy it is. Look how, uh, how easy right. this is. Anybody can do right. it. And I'm like, you know, you, you get hit with all of this. And then I talk to people that they've been, oh, I've been studying real estate for a year, two years. I'm like studying real estate? Right. <laughs> what are you? Are you getting your MBA in real estate? Like, what are you looking to do with this? You got to right. implement. I talked to a, I talked to a lot of new investors that are getting started and they wanna they wanna figure out what their next steps are. And it's always the same conversation. I'm like, stop being so emotional about this. It's not about what you like. It's not about what you want. It's not about you. You gotta understand where's the market, where's the customer. What is it that they need? And you got to supply that. If you're not willing to do what the market and what the customer needs, choose something else right? because yeah. you're going about it the wrong way. It's not uh -huh. about you. Let me know what is it that got you into real estate investing above everything else? Like what made you want to get into real estate? You know, when I was working, um, you know, I wanted to do something on the side. So I was doing a lot of investing in stocks and bonds and I absolutely sucked at it. Like, it was every stock that I picked was a loser. Uh, so I started looking at other options. The goal was passive income, you know, or just be more in control of my my life, my hours, you know, my, my schedule, my time. It's one of the things I stress out so much with people uh, that are getting started, especially wholesalers. I'm like, your, your name is what's gonna keep you in business, right? You gotta take care of that. You gotta make sure you're always delivering as much as you can always being honest, you know, don't, don't do anything bad. Don't do anything shady. If you know it's a shitty deal, don't do it. Right. Because everything comes back to you because then you build that reputation where it's the same thing for us that we just got a call from, um, a local agent and she brought me a deal and it's a hell of a deal. And, I, and she knows other investors. Right. And I asked her the same thing. I was like, I'm just curious why you brought it to us. She says, is I know I can trust you guys. She says, I know you're not gonna screw the, uh, the homeowners over and you're gonna close on it if you say you're gonna close. I was like, yeah, yeah, and that, and that matters. You know, all you gotta do is ask. You just have the confidence to ask somebody, hey man, I don't know this. I am a novice in this portion of my industry. What can you tell me about? Right. You know, and in my opinion, if you're not paying it forward a little bit or, or, or reaching down to pull up, you're kind of a dick. Why real estate investing for you? I like business. Like I'm a, like I like business, but real estate is a is a vehicle by reading Rich Dad Poor Dad that I that I can wrap my hands around. And I really think for the average consumer, it's something that done properly, you can tangible understanding, and then plus in a business sense, you can get your hands on. And when you can get your hands on it, you understand that people it's a it's a basic need, right? But it also can be used as a vehicle done properly. And one of the things that people don't understand is that leverage is a great thing. And there's a too many people out there trying to post on social media and say, I did this and I did that instead of properly. It's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market, right? And I see this all the times with wholesalers and with flippers that they're so short sighted and they don't work on building systems. They don't work on building relationships because I mean, one thing that's kept us in business all these years has been our relationship. 
in the sense the people that we know, the people that know us, the people that trust us, that we are able to borrow money from, that we're able to partner with, that we're able to do deals with. It's been those relationships that keeps us growing and why I'm not worried about anything that comes down the line because I have enough friendships and relationships that's like, hey, what can we do? How can we work together? How can I bring you value? How can we do something? Yeah, so I started as a as just a typical traditional 6% charging agent. Um, so if you can imagine me and my wife, we, we moved to an area that we weren't from. We joined this big company with like 300 agents. And basically our training consisted of you know, welcome to this company. We charge 6%, it's what we do, you know, pat on the head, good luck to you. And, um, you know, walking into the office, everybody has more experience than you. Everybody has a better sphere of influence than you do. Everybody has everything more than the brand new agent. And yet we were like, okay, so are we gonna outwork these people? Are we gonna outspend them? Are we just gonna not sleep? Like, what are we gonna do? And um, I just, I became very disillusioned with the whole process. It just seemed silly to me. Um, and it's probably just the way my mind works. I always look at it and I'm like, man, that doesn't make sense. Why are you doing it that way? Why not do it this better way? And um, so, yeah, year one, we did everything from handing out trick-or-treat bags to knocking on doors and you name it, we did it. And none of it worked and until we started focusing on offering better value to our, our customers. I have, growing up, I had an uncle that was very successful in business. He started his own company um, and did really, really well. And he ended up selling that company and retiring like when he was 40 years old. And um, he he made a bunch of money in that transaction, but he also said that he made more money um, in real estate after selling the business than he ever did in the business. And because he took the he took the proceeds from selling that business, obviously, and then and invested them in multifamily and, and, and just made lots of money. And the guy was like fishing four days a week after he turned 40. And I was like, that's what I want. Like <laughs> whether it's fishing or whatever, like I want the I, I want that kind of lifestyle or that freedom and those choices. And so early on, and I mean, this was like when I was, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old, I understood that there's something cool or something powerful about real estate. And I always give the same analogy of when you go to a restaurant and you see them coming out with that hot plate and the sizzling with the steak and you, you hear it and you smell it and your mouth starts watering and you're like, oh, I want that. And yes, that all sounds great. But my thought process, because I like my steak medium rare. I'm like, by the time that steak gets to my, to my table, that shit is overcooked. You understand? I don't want the sizzle. Put my steak on a regular plate and bring me the steak I ordered. You understand? I'm more interested in that quality. And, but the problem is that it's not sexy, you know? And we see this time and time again in real estate is that people are going for the sexy. Not everything to get wealth has to be sexy. And we become the society of yes, 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 more, more, more. Instead of organically growing your business, scaling up properly and done the right way. And every time I look at an investment or every time I'm gonna get into something, Remember, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something. And so I really look at what that's going to do to my lifestyle and does it fit in with our core values and where we're headed? And if it does, then we put it in the box. If it doesn't, got to walk away. It's best to work with someone who's going to work with around your situation, your circumstances, rather than just give you a blanket, you know, statement, hey, this is how you're supposed to. Exactly. I mean, somebody who's in. San Diego is going to have a completely different business from somebody who's in San Antonio or Chicago or New York. 
So, you know, you have to look at, okay, this is the market that I am in. What works best for me? You know, how competitive that market? What are the price? Like who else is in your market that you can work with? There's so many variables that you cannot just take one generic course and apply it to everyone, you know, all across the, all the market. Very easy to get ahead of yourself because especially when you're, you know, I consider myself a big dreamer. Like I'm always in the future. I'm always thinking so much bigger than what is currently happening. Like it's just, I don't know, it's fun for me. But then I have to bring myself back in into today. So when me and my wife got married, we bought a town home and uh, we lived in it for four or five years. And then we moved out, bought another home and we rented that town home out. And, you know, it was cash flowing great. It was, you know, there was very, very little problems. We had great tenants. It was a great experience. And so I'm like, well, this is a proven concept. How do I do more of those? And uh, so that kind of started the journey on real estate and just starting to learn and understand the, the power of real estate. Like sometimes you read these books and you know, you don't, you don't realize what impact that book will have on you. Mm. Uh, but now like some of the things I do in my business, my real estate business, my software business. And, and when I think about like, why do I do things the way I do? I'm like, oh no, I can't believe like it's the book that I read you know, and I'm still kind of living what the yes. book talks. So it's, it's interesting, yeah. Like some of those books, you read them, and you know, they're like, just have such a huge impact. I mean, you don't get like an epiphany or something, but it's just like your, your thought process changes. So that was one of the books. And then, you know, it led to other books. Then I got, you know, uh, I found bigger pockets. I got very active there, uh, you know, like in any question that I had, like, you know, from 2009 then is when I started investing. I would just go there, you know, read up a lot, ask questions, and then just learn from there. So yeah, that was a very interesting journey. And and it took me a while to um, understand how to now expand now to get more properties because, as you know, if you if you buy a, if you buy a property. Um, as an investment property, you come up, you got to come up with 20 or 30% down. So I'm like, well, how, how am I going to be able to do that? And how am I going to be able to scale beyond just one property without having to come up with 20 or 30% down every time? And I think a lot of people, when they get into real estate investing, they don't have any core values. They're getting into it because they're chasing that money. And that is one thing that I notice with a lot of investors time and time again. And I use this metaphor of like, they're, they're buying into the sizzle and not the quality of the steak.